You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Mulan. I've heard a great deal about you, Mulan. You took your father's armor. Ran away from home. Impersonated a soldier. Endangered the lives of thousands of men. And destroyed my palace. But soon the world will know the great things you have done. Father. The greatest gift and honor is having you for a daughter. All right, everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for Mulan, and the story is as follows. Fearful that her ailing father will be drafted into the Chinese military, Mulan takes his spot. Though, as a girl living under a patriarchal regime, she is technically unqualified to serve. She cleverly impersonates a man and goes off to train with fellow recruits. Accompanied by her dragon Mushu, she uses her smarts to help ward off a Hun invasion, falling in love with a dashing captain along the way. The film is starring Ming Nai Wen. Eddie Murphy, B.D. Wong, Miguel Fira, June Foray, James Hong, Pat Morita, and George Takai. It is directed by Barry Cook and Tony Bancroft, and it is written by Rita Hizeo, Philip Lezebnik, Chris Sanders, Eugenia Bostwick Singer, and Raymond Singer. Joining me for this podcast Patreon special review, I have Nicole Ackman. Hi, everyone. Tom O'Brien. Hey, everybody. Lauren LaMagna. How's your quarantine going, everyone? <laughs> I don't know, but something tells us it's going to make men out of all of us. Uh, <laughs> Danilo Castro. Hello, hello. Uh, and we also have Rebecca Daniel. Hey. And also joining us from Patreon, we have Kiva Williams. Hello, hello. Hey. Thank you so much for being a guest with us here today for this Patreon podcast review, looking back at the 1998 Disney animated film Mulan to help us get ready for the, well, what was supposed to be this week, now the eventual release of the 2020 live action remake. So thank you so much for supporting this channel and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much for uh, having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. So excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, This is a movie that I think has gotten better over time, especially on this most uh, recent rewatch here. Uh, What I want to do is I kind of want to go around. I want to get everyone's thoughts on uh, what it was like when they first saw it, uh, what their connection is to it, and then also, too, uh, what it was like revisiting it this time around and uh, what your expectations are for the live-action remake. So why don't we actually kick it off first with Nicole Ackman. Nicole, everything I just said go (laughs) yeah um okay so mulan was actually one of the first movies that i ever saw at the movie theater i was four whenever it came out um and i was obsessed with it um like i had the little costume from the disney store and everything i used to apparently like run around the house singing the songs and it's a movie that like i've probably seen Oh, my God. Probably like a 100 times because it also, for some reason, became like a really big thing on my freshman um, dorm 
in college. Like, we would watch it all the time. Um, like, I distinctly remember one time standing in line at the dining hall for, like, late night dining, watching it on someone's phone. Um, and it's one of my favorite Disney movies. And it was interesting because, you know, obviously, like, I sat down to watch it to do this podcast and try to look at it from, like, a critic's viewpoint. And I was really pleasantly surprised by how well it holds up. I, I do genuinely think it's, like, one of the best Disney movies. Um, super excited to talk about all the great elements of it, like the animation and the music. Um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to the live action. I, people may know, am, like, a huge proponent of the live action films. They don't always work, but when they do work, I think they're really special. And I think that this is a really exciting opportunity to maybe take it a little bit closer to the uh, Chinese legend that the story is based on. And I'm super excited to see what happens. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Yeah, I, I have to say that, I mean, in terms of like it being a film that's uh, early from one's childhood, I believe I was eight years old when this mm -hmm. movie came out. And it's funny, Nicole, uh, my first movie experience in the theater, um, I was four years old as well. And it was another oh. Disney film called The Lion King, actually. Uh, oh but I have fond memories of Mulan as as well. Um, in regards to the Disney live action remakes, as long as they're not uh, The Lion King, Yep. As uh, as I'm referencing here, uh, then, you know, I'm all for it. <laughs> Just don't do a carbon copy, essentially. Yeah, well, you know, try to make like it unique. My favorite, my favorite ones are The Jungle Book and Cinderella, which both, I think, did a really great job of kind of retelling the story um, and taking it back to the original source material a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's where I see this one. Hopefully we'll slot in, it seems, from the trailers. Well, hopefully it'll bring honor to us all. <laughs> All right, moving over now to Danilo Castro. Danilo, tell us what you think of Mulan. Um, this was a formative Disney movie for me as well. Uh, I'm sure my mom still has the VHS copy that I played incessantly as a kid. Um, and this is a movie that kind of as I've revisited it, uh, you know, with like with cousins or nieces or something like that or um, smaller siblings um it, it's I, my enjoyment of it has continued to be as strong as ever but i've kind of grown to appreciate different aspects of the film um and so just like certain themes and certain um stylistic choices that just as a more critical eye has sort of developed i think um 
I'm just pleased to know that, you know, my taste was still pretty good as a kid. It's kind of been validated. So I'm excited to kind of talk about those elements a little bit more as we go on. Yeah, yeah. No, most definitely. I think that's the part about it that excites me the most, too, is it's a focus on character and story and uh, how well that uh, plays through and continues to be the backbone of storytelling to this day. Uh, Now kicking it over to Lauren. Lauren, thoughts on Mulan? I have nice feelings about Mulan. Mulan was never my go-to movie as a kid. I don't remember seeing it in a movie, but it was probably shown, you know, in preschool or when I was being babysat. But again, wasn't really my go-to movie, even though I was a town boy for some reason. I always went to, you know, The Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast, which was weird. But so I haven't seen this movie for, I want to say, 10, 15 years. So when I saw it on Disney Plus, you know, in preparation for this podcast, I was thoroughly shocked and surprised over how good it was and how much I didn't... I guess relate to it or I didn't really like wasn't in love with it as much as I was with other Disney movies or quote unquote Disney princess movies. And I was shocked because we've seen, you know, the trope of the girl who doesn't fit into her, the world that she was born into with other characters with like Ariel and Jasmine and Belle. But I feel like this story with Mulan felt so much more real and personable. So as I saw this film again, trying to do it with a critical lens, like Nicole, I just, I kind of did, but I kind of couldn't because I was just so in love with the animation and the story and the music and just the overall production value of it. And I was shocked at how much I loved it. And I was shocked at how much people just don't talk about it as much when you think of like top Disney films. Mulan really isn't mentioned. It's kind of on the underrated side. So when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is great. Why don't we talk about this more? So it definitely skyrocketed on my, you know, Disney movie lists. Yeah, I think Mulan has the unfortunate uh, case of being definitely as good as many of the Disney films that came out during that Disney, Re- uh, Disney Renaissance era. Unfortunately, it came out near the tail end of it. I think that might be part of the reason why it doesn't get mentioned in the same breath as some of the earlier titles. Maybe. Yeah, but I mean, I think quality-wise, I do... I definitely think it is there. Um, somebody who definitely did not have uh, much of a problem recollecting their first time seeing it in a theater, Tom O'Brien. Tell <laughs> us about uh, your experience with Mulan. Well, when I saw Mulan, it was in, in a, a period of, of life when I was extremely jaded. And some people say that that hasn't changed at all. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, I thought it was I, – I liked it. Um, but I, you know, I still was drifting off the memories of Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King. See, there you go, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, and I thought this was better than The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which preceded it. But, uh, you know, it, it, I never really thought about it in terms of being a major Disney movie. So when I saw it again on Disney Plus uh, to talk about it today with everybody, uh, I was shocked about how much I liked it. And I was most admiring of the storytelling because there's at least two hours of story in this. Uh, and it, the whole film here with songs is only 87 minutes. It's so compact and so beautifully put together. They didn't, they, there's no, no fat in this. They just include what needs to be told in terms of the storytelling and that's it. 
And boy, I wish some some uh, movie makers would take a look at this film and uh, learn how to tell a story in in a way that we can really take it in one sitting. Uh, I, I think it's really good, and it's it has raised its uh, rating with me incredibly well. That is always a very fascinating thing when I go back and I revisit these animated films from my childhood. Is how short they are and how much they're able to pack in that compact running time because the storytelling has to be so economical, something that I'll definitely come back to later on in this review. Rebecca, we're up to you now. What do you think? I think Mulan is one of the all-time great Disney animated movies. This was just one of my favorites as a kid. It came out when I was three, and I saw it in theaters. It was one of the first movies I ever saw in a theater. And I... When it came out on VHS, I had it on like a constant loop at my house. I had the I'll make a man out of you scene playing all the time. I just rewound that part over and over, (laughs) much to my parents' dismay, because I don't think they wanted to keep hearing that all the time. But I didn't care. (laughs) They have a respect. They respect the song. But after like, you know, a certain amount of plays, I don't think they want to hear it all day. I, I, I guess it's how parents of today feel about Let It Go, for example. <laughs> yeah, a similar type thing. But I think everything from like the animation to the writing to the songs, it just really still holds up when I rewatched it the other day. And I've watched this movie so many times over the years and it's still so good. You know, it's not just one of those movies that you watch as a kid and it's like, oh, that didn't age so great but it's still really good. Yeah, yeah. All right, and now our Patreon guest here today, Kiva. Tell us, what do you think of Mulan? I love this movie. Um, It's one of my pop culture comfort foods. Um, I love it so much. Like Lauren, I was a tomboy, and when I saw this, I guess I was middle school age, and Mulan, for me, she's just inspiring. Uh, She's my favorite Disney princess, uh, the songs are great. I can belt them out in the car, anywhere, you know, work out to make a man out of you. Just it's it's uplifting. Just the entire movie is uplifting. It's one of my favorite Eddie Murphy performances. Um, everything about the movie is super funny. And as far as the live action remake, it's the only remake that I've actually looked forward to since it was announced. So I'm very excited. Even if they aren't keeping the music, I hope they, um, you know, keep the emotional beats. And I really look forward to the action scenes. They work really well in the animated film. So I can't wait to see how that translates to live action. Yeah, uh, actually, you know, I'm going to I've already kind of like sprinkled a little bit of my uh, initial thoughts here and there, I think, on Mulan, and that will kind of come through a little bit more. I want to piggyback off of something you just brought up there, and that is the uh, action elements of this movie, because at the uh, end of the day, Mulan is essentially a war film. Uh, And it's interesting how, um, you know, Nicole and I uh, were talking about this uh, off air. Um, It's actually uh, one of the darker uh, Disney efforts in the same vein of something like The Hunchback of Notre Dame and the way that it depicts uh, war. Um, and also too, there's a uh, quite a bit of violence in the movie as well, uh, which I, on this watch, uh, I found to be a little bit more shocking because as a kid, I don't think I, you know, obviously like I'm not noticing it as much because once again, lack of a critical eye. Uh, but now I'm watching and I'm just like, Oh wow. Like this definitely has that more mature appeal to adults than just kids, uh, because they're mixing in those, uh, darker elements. 
Absolutely. And like, I think, you know, I mentioned this to you whenever we were talking. I still find Sean Yu to be like a really terrifying villain. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's so scary. And especially compared to some of the other Disney villains of this era, like he's so serious and he's used very sparingly. But what what he's there for is very effective. And like there's that moment where, you know, two of the Chinese, um, I guess, army guys have like come across his the Huns. And they're like, oh, take this message back to the emperor. And then as they, like, go to run away, he's like, how many men does it take to deliver a message? And they, like, shoot one of them. And I'm like, (laughs) that's really dark for a children's movie. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of the 1998 Disney animated film Mulan here on the Next Best Picture podcast. This is a Patreon-exclusive podcast review. In order to get the full review... You will have to head on over to Patreon and subscribe to Next Best Picture for $1 minimum a month. You will get this review and other exclusive podcast content that we put out as well, just for $1 minimum a month. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening as always and we shall see you all next time. Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.